This is 7.30 Tea with Ree. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally stranded in a flooding canal. He's like, oh, I hope you don't mind. Um, I invited my friends. When he pulls up to pick me up, he's in a weird-looking van. Ree is spilling all the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7.30 Tea with Ree. How are you guys all doing this week? I am doing a lot better this week. Last week, I mentioned to you guys like all of the stuff that was happening with my love life. (laughs) And I mentioned that I was feeling more empowered ending it without actually ending it. Um, So I'm feeling a lot better this week. I actually have felt 10 times more productive as well. Because you know how sometimes when you're going through things in your love life, it can easily set you back? Because, you know, I feel like when it comes to the love life stuff, it's always harder to focus on other things. Like, of course, like, something in your daily life could happen where, like, it could bother you, right? Like, where it's like, oh, like, I didn't get that job or I didn't get this or I didn't get that but sometimes I feel like when it's like to do with love it just hurts worse and for me I feel like it really I I was just kind of like over analyzing a lot and being able to let go and all of that stuff felt really good and it really gave me this like boost of confidence that I needed So I've been feeling really, really empowered lately and really in control of myself because I'm not overly stressed as much as I was before about whether or not I was getting a text back and this, that. So yeah, I just wanted to update you guys on how that was going because I know I said a lot last week and really like, you know, let you guys in on what was going on. So I am updating you guys and that's how it's going. I'm feeling a lot better, a lot more empowered. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the last episode or not, but I have been feeling so empowered that I actually started writing a book (laughs) to cope. Um, Like literally started writing a book about, um, I mean, it's going to be a fictional book with like true events mixed in with it but it's basically kind of about what I went through with my ex um but I'm adding in a mix of fictional and real events so it's going really well so far I actually really love it and I really wish I did this sooner but I think maybe I needed that push you know everything happens for a reason I think even though like what I just went through really did Um, trigger me and create this type of rage in me I feel like that was really and truly meant to happen because I think I needed that extra push to finally write a book (laughs) about my trauma and like cope with it that way Um, and it's helping a lot I think this is the best form of healing I've done in a very long time and the crazy thing is like every single time I get to a low a low place or I'm feeling really down on myself I always go to writing like literally always and then it's like 
the minute I feel like I'm quote unquote healed or getting better, then I stop writing. And I always wonder like, why have I, why am I stopping this? Because when I get to a low place again, it feels so good to let it out through writing is like just my passion at heart. Like when I'm feeling really low, like that is the most powerful place to me besides music because I let things out through music as well. But writing is like, it's so intense for me. The the things that I let out on the paper really come out beautifully when I'm in such like a painful kind of place. And it just is crazy what I can do and what I feel when I do write like that, when I'm feeling like that. So I've come to realize, like what I'm really seeing is that when it comes to healing, I feel like this is the first time in my life where I've really recognized that not only that with healing comes pain, but like no matter how old you get, no matter how many times you think you've healed, like a part of you, even though you can be fully healed, things can still trigger you. They can easily still trigger you. Like the pain and the trauma are always there in you somewhere. And even if you are healed, it can still, like you can still open up an old wound, right? Like, I was actually talking with my therapist today earlier, and we were talking about this. And I actually, like, these words came out of me, not even her, you know, where I, I was realizing what I was saying. And I was like, wow, damn, like, I, I shocked myself with this one. So I was using an analogy saying, like, you know, I have scars in my body, right? I have scars from, you know, bruises from childhood or this, that or whatever, right? Now, those scars will always be there, and I'll always live with those scars. I'll always have them. But if I go and I pick at that old scar, if I pick at it long enough, I'll probably feel the same exact pain that I felt when I first got it. I don't have to go and pick at it, but I can live with it and know that it's always there. And it doesn't always have to hurt me, but if I, let's say, you know... Uh, drop something in that same area where the scar was it's gonna hurt isn't it right so it's like it's I guess just acknowledging that that scar will always be there so I guess I'm kind of relating that to the scar that will always be left in my heart from the pain of my past and it's all about right now it's all about just acknowledging that it's there and knowing that it doesn't mean that I have to stop my healing process in bits and pieces like it's okay to always be healing and always wanting to make sure that you're healing properly and I think my problem like my recurring pattern has been like every single time I feel good, I think that I'm fully healed and that I never have to worry about ever healing further. The thing is, you're healing every day and you're upkeeping those scars. You're upkeeping it, you're making sure it stays good, this, that. And it's not like it has to be a constant focus, but 
It's all about making sure that you're remaining healthy to make sure that those wounds don't reopen or that you don't bruise yourself in the same spot again. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I feel like I went a little bit on a ramble, but you know, that's the analogy I decided to use. And basically, I do just feel a lot better and I feel much more in touch with really the journey that I should be on, which is just focusing on myself and healing, but also still not closing my heart off because I have the tendency when when I get hurt, I want to close off for however long and neglect myself of finding another connection. And like, you know, it's good to take a little bit of a break when it's needed. But sometimes I get in this bad funk where I just don't want to even talk to anybody because I get fearful of triggering the same effect that just happened, you know, like where I am, I'm hurt, you know, I get scared, but I'm really trying to make sure that my heart remains opened and accepting. I think what I'm really trying to make sure that I do is not only just give, but learn to receive more. I really want to make sure that I receive things and that I accept that it's okay to receive things for myself. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. 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 That's where we're at right now. And if anybody relates to this conversation, uh, swipe up and let me know. Like, I would love to know if anybody relates to this. Because sometimes I feel crazy when I ramble like this. I do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I overanalyze it. Or I feel like, wow, like I'm really like, you know, going in on this topic. So if anybody feels like they relate or want to eventually relate to that and get to the place that I feel like I'm at, you know, swipe up and let me know. I would love to talk about this for even longer. You know, I could talk about this for hours. But yeah. Anyways, today's episode is actually going to be our first tea droplet segment ever, which you saw in the title, you know, but tea droplets, as I've mentioned a while back, um, is basically this segment that I've come up with where it's in-person interviews on the spot and they're like mini interviews or mini stories, like a little mix like that. So sometimes I may be asking people the questions in it and maybe you might not be able to hear me in some of the audios um or you know even hear the person that well because the music is pretty loud in the coffee shop I'm not gonna lie so if some of the audios are really hard I'm so sorry but I will try my best uh in the editing but really and truly some of them like it, it is loud and I can't do anything about it but I will do my best explaining some of the things that were said after if it's hard to decipher um and I I really like I said I'll do my best (laughs) but um also too some of the stories were written in as well so some people I um came across at the coffee shop were like a little bit scared to 
uh, come up to the mic and speak into it. So some people actually sent submissions as well. So I have like a little bit of a mix. So with the tea droplets, um, I wanted to see if I could get like 10 stories, but I got five. It was either five or 10. Like I was aiming for at least five, right? But um, I'm kind of glad, like maybe we might keep it at like five stories um, every time it's tea droplets. The whole point of this is I want to get more mini short stories in so that you guys have more stories and more perspectives on things and more things to listen to. Uh, so that's why I wanted to do this. And I also really wanted the experience of doing in-person stuff and getting to know people and being able to see them and look them in their eyes when they tell a story is just so beautiful to me, honestly. Um, it's really interesting to see how it feels like therapy for them. And I've gotten compliments on that where someone, you know, uh, well, more than someone, <laughs> a, a good amount of people have said like, you know, like, thank you for having me. I've even gotten some hugs, which felt really nice because it's reassuring. It's reassuring. It makes me feel like I really did help someone. And that's really what I want to do is I want all of you to feel like this is therapy for you and that you've healed when you're done listening or you feel like you've gotten something out of this or you've learned or you grew in some way that maybe you didn't recognize in yourself before is really the goal. And to go back to the tea droplet segment, there's one thing I really noticed while doing it is that a lot of people feel 10 times more inclined to talk about more deeper, in-depth, serious topics rather than share like drama or tea or gossip. Like I noticed it's completely different at the coffee shop. I don't know if it's because we're at the coffee shop and it's morning time that people are like going for more of like that serious vibe. I don't know, but I got more um like deeper topics about the world or like social justice issues or just like spiritual things or um like a little bit of military stuff even and uh, like political th- like I got so many I felt like just topics pertaining to the world overall like the world as a whole which was really interesting to me and I, I don't know, part of me surprised and part of me's not. I thought maybe I would get more gossipy drama type stuff just because, I don't know, I feel like I expect that more out of people rather than like the serious stuff. I feel like sometimes people get 10 times more shy sharing the serious stuff. Like you would think that, but they actually prefer it. I think. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's just because of the setting. Because sometimes when you're in a coffee shop, like you want to get deeper with someone. Like it is a cozy setting. So it makes you feel comfortable enough to say what's truthfully on your mind. So I think maybe it could be in the environment that we're in. But really, like, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, that's the vibe that I got was like more serious type of topics And I really liked that, and it was really cool and really interesting to be able to talk about those kinds of things with people. Uh, So yeah, 
Um, We are going to be getting into those stories that people shared and they're going to be shorter versions. So because they're shorter versions, it might be like a shorter amount of advice, but I'm still going to try to like give as much as I can, you know, because I love giving advice and I also love giving my opinions even or my theories. So we'll see how it goes. But I want to make sure that I'm able to cover all of the stories while it being like a good amount of time. I never like to like overdo the time for you guys because I want to make sure that you guys are getting like straight to the story too. I know sometimes in podcasts like do you ever listen and you're kind of like damn like they're just talking for mad long like just get to the story. So like I try not to do that too much. Like I love talking with you guys in the beginning but I also want to make sure that I am not like prolonging too much like I never want to overwhelm you guys so if I'm ever doing that just let me know because I can try doing things shorter or like improving something so just really and truly let me know and I don't mind I just always like to be bettering myself or improving something or this that like I like to take the constructive criticism so like don't be shy just let me know or if you want more talking like that that would be cool too that'd be great For the record, guys, I finally have a little fan base name for you guys. I'm going to call you guys my sippers. So if I say like sipper number one, sipper number two, like if I say that throughout this, that's what I mean. Like I'm referring to you guys as my sippers, okay? Because you're sipping on the tea. But anyways, finally, like let me explain what this podcast is about before I get into the stories. So in case you guys are new here... This podcast is all about spilling tea and sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So if you have any tea to spill, DM me on Instagram at 730 with re You can spell that 730-T-E-A-W-I-T-H-R-I-E. Or you can DM me on my main Instagram account at Rihanna Flores. And you spell that R-I-E-A-N-N-A-F-L-O-R-E-S. And if you wish to be anonymous, please let me know. Stories should be up to 500 words or less, and if you want to send an audio voice message in instead of typing out your story, please keep it up to five minutes max. Thank you. So we're going to get into our first story of the day. So sipper number one, her name is Karina, and she was really super cool to talk with. I really liked her energy. Like, she was kind of like spiritual and stuff like that, and she just had some really wise words. So she was actually bold enough to speak into the microphone and say something. And this is the audio where it's kind of tough to hear what she's saying. Like, I told her to speak into it a little bit more. So if the audio is really rough and you hear the music, I'm really sorry. Try your best to make it out. Um, Either way, I'm going to talk about my opinions after, so it may make more sense anyways. So good luck. We're going to give it a listen. Hi, can you hear me better? Very good. I'm Karina. Um, just sharing some nighttime thoughts from the other night. Just thinking about the vastness of the universe and the human experience and how there are so many dualities between being all one and the same, yet everyone is unique and different. And I often think about how I became me, 
yeah, how, you know, you often think about, I, I do all the time, how can I be me? How, how, did, how did everything fall into place where I am me? Right. So, you know, I was just thinking about how everyone's different, but everyone is kind of in the same... We're all the same, in a way, but we're all different, right? Right. So there are so many, so many things that we can choose, decisions that we can make throughout our lives, and everyone's got different experiences shaping how they choose, how they make their decisions, whether it be something in their childhood, many things in their childhood, and even if someone had a similar experience, two people having a very similar upbringing, think about siblings, right? right? How they could turn into such different people when they're adults on different paths and, you know, choosing and deciding things differently and just having completely different personalities. What do you think affects that the most, like the differences in siblings? I think Everyone is kind of born with a different, I don't even want to say personality because I believe personality develops based on our experiences, but everyone's born with a different, you know, set of mindset or, I don't know the word for it necessarily, but maybe characteristics? Yeah, yeah characteristics so everyone's born with different characteristics so like siblings if you've had similar experiences you kind of view them differently right you internalize them and they shape you differently due to your inherent characteristics that you were born with so I think that possibly shapes people's experiences in adulthood. I feel like also too, to go off of that point, it could also kind of be with how they socialize with their own families too. Because like each sibling socializes differently, which goes hand in hand with characteristics. Like I think, um, take me and my sister for example. For me, I was more shy growing up, so I was more reserved, more on the outside looking in with a lot of things and gathering information that way, whereas she's very talkative. So for her, the way she internalizes things versus I might is completely differently. I would say, for me, I'm more emotionally intelligent, but she's more like socially intelligent. She knows how to socialize properly because she's done that from young comfortably, whereas I've done it uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. These cool thoughts, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, like, weren't her thoughts really cool? I really felt like, even though she was, like, kind of processing what she was trying to say, like, trying to make sure... Um, that she was saying things the proper way. Like, I know it came out kind of, like, slow and stuff like that, but, you know, I really could tell she was trying to take her time on how to properly word everything and all that. But I understood exactly what she was trying to say and, like, what she was trying to kind of get at. 
Because it is weird when you think about it, like, thinking about the topic of, like, how did you get to be who you are today? Like, how did you grow into you? What made you that? Like, what got you there? And it's just wild to think about it because there's so many things that we go through and we experience in our lives and like really and truly what specifically shifted you into yourself like of course there's a lot of things that lead there but what specifically sparked it do you ever wonder that it's kind of like when you try to determine have you ever seen those memes or like those posts where it's like when was the last day that you asked your best friend to hang out Or, like, the last day that you played on the swing sets. You know, things like that. I feel like it applies to the same thing of, like, what specifically made me into me. And it's multiple things, right? But what is the main thing? Like, what defines me? And what makes me this? What got me to this? And isn't that crazy? Like, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I have thought about that so many times, actually, where I've wondered about that. And it's a good thing to kind of ask yourself sometimes, like every now and then, because I feel like it kind of grounds you all over again. It's good to ask yourself those things. And... Even the point that her and I were talking about in the conversation about how everybody is somehow all of the same. Like, everyone has the same type of thoughts on things for the most part. Like, have you ever seen, when you watch TikToks, do you notice some people may um, put their TikTok captions as, like, a funny, intrusive thought? And you'll think, like, oh, I didn't think anyone else thought like this. Like, I thought it was just me thinking this. Like, I thought this was a personal moment for myself. But then there's, like, a billion people in the comment section saying, oh, my God, I thought this was just me. Oh, my God. Like, I, like, will never have, like, a universal, like, will, sorry, I'm phrasing this wrong. We will always have some kind of universal moment that we've all shared, but never actually talked about type of thing that's what I mean to say so it's just weird how we really are the same but what really makes us different are the characteristics that we have they really shape us into something differently because the point that we were getting at even with the siblings like you know when you're growing up in an environment with your siblings You're in the same exact environment, but you guys can grow completely differently. One sibling could grow to be super social and outgoing and out there. And like the other sibling could grow to be really introverted and not want to talk to anybody. And, you know, maybe want a very simple life where the other one maybe wants this really glamorous one. Isn't it crazy when you see dynamics like that and you're like, what made you guys do that in your lives when you grew up in the same environment, but you end up on different paths? But I think really what it comes down to is like, even though we are all the same, we all have different characteristics that set us aside. And like, 
of course, some some of these things that I'm saying are kind of self-explanatory, but are they, though? Like, when you really think deeper and deeper into it, you can go ten times, like, deeper than you think in that topic. You really can. Because it's just crazy how how the human mind works and how the human experience just is how we are just the way that we are and how we got here mentally you know mentally and like soul wise like it, it's just crazy isn't it so yeah <laughs> yeah that was one of the little short stories messages of the day that were kind of said by someone so that's what like that's what a lot of these are kind of like I feel like in a coffee shop it's different where people more so share their thoughts rather than stories I feel like a lot of people more mentioned what was on their mind and what their outlook was in the world and I actually really liked that because I feel like you don't get that as much these days I feel like it's um, hard to get people to share what's really deep on their mind that they don't talk about. So it's kind of beautiful to sit there and listen to it and see what they have to say. It's really nice. So yeah, we're going to get into our second story that was shared of the day um, from sipper number two. So sipper number two, I remember when I approached him, he was so shy to share a story and also he was so tired he was actually running on one hour of sleep literally and um he still wanted to submit a story so he did and i watched him actually type this story out and he was like really in the zone so he sent this in on one of the google forms which by the way if you guys uh click on the link in in any of my bios the very first link in my link tree is a link to the Google Forms where you can just submit a story that way. So if any of you want to do it that way, nice and quick and easy, you can do that as well besides DM or, you know. So yeah, just letting you guys know that. But anyways, I'm going to read sipper number two's Google Form that they sent in. So he wrote, within civilian and military world, There's a huge gap when it comes to discipline. Most people on the civilian side don't have that proper discipline in the real world, while military is trained day in and day out to work on little things, like waking up early in the morning, making up your bed, and these two start your day in my opinion. People in this generation take life for granted while others work to make a living. When I walk into my regular gym, you can see people who weren't trained properly and they eat junk food on a daily basis, while during my basic training, there was no fast food or soda. I wish people would have that proper discipline in this world to waking up early, not once, but being consistent on little things that do play a big factor throughout the day. Yeah, so um, when I first read this, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I had mixed feelings on this because I understood what he was trying to say overall like his thought process is definitely understandable I got it you know but sometimes people I think 
truthfully just function differently. And some people might, you know, have maybe a weird routine. Maybe it's not so to the point where they wake up early. Or maybe they have a different routine where they do eat junk food and all of that stuff, but they still get things done in their own daily life. Like, people have routines in their own way. And I feel like there's not always specifically a right one, you know? And if we were to label something as, I guess, a so-called, like, the right routine to have, I guess that would just consist of just being productive in the sense of just getting what you need to get done and feeling good about it after. I would say that is what a routine should consist of. So if it doesn't consist of you being productive and getting anything done or accomplished and feeling good about it after, then that's not much of a routine because you don't feel good about it after. I feel like you should feel good after your day when you do your routines, right? Like, you should be going to bed happy for the most part and feeling like, oh, I really did something for myself today. And... It's not to say that you've got to always push yourself either because you deserve days off, but you should feel like you got what you wanted to get done or you got what you needed to get done type of thing. And I do think that um, being in in the military like definitely does teach you a lot in regards to sticking to a routine and remaining disciplined. And I have definitely seen how Some people lack discipline within themselves, and it definitely sucks to see because, of course, you want to root for people you care about to remain sticking to their personal routines. Like, it's so hard. Like, I've seen people say that they're going to do something, and then they don't do it. And I've had that experience myself. I've seen myself do that, where I'll procrastinate it and prolong it. And then I feel disappointed at the end of the day where I'm like, oh my God, I could have gotten this done at this time if I stuck to what I was going to say. And it sucks when that happens. And that's when I'm like, okay, like that is the wrong routine to have when you said you were going to stick to something and then you didn't. And that's where I feel like I agree with what he's saying because we do lack discipline in that way. It's true. And I think that kind of stems from like too much technology sometimes because technology can easily make us want to scroll through. It's almost hypnotic, you know? Sometimes when you're in a funk and you want to just scroll through your phone for however long and respond to people or read through comments or read through TikTok posts or Twitter or this or that, like it's hypnotic. And sometimes people really can't help it and that's bad. But, you know, if it makes it harder for people to have that discipline these days. I think that's what this guy is almost kind of getting at. It's like he didn't have to mention technology for me to understand exactly what he meant, to be honest with you, Um, because it's true. Like, what he said is just factual. Like, a lot of people do lack that discipline. And... The only reason why I said I have mixed feelings is because he's relating it to one thing of, you know, comparing it to the military world. 
And some people really don't have a routine like that that's so strict where it's like you have to get up early and this, that. There's a lot of people I know that have routines where it starts at like, it could start at like 3 p.m. Or it could start at like 1 p.m. You know, where it, it could start in the middle of your day, your routine starts, but you get all of your things done at a certain time. People just have different types of unique routines and they get the things that they need to get done. And I feel like that's really just what matters as long as you were productive and you feel good after, as, as I've said. I just personally think that there's some people that legitimately function a different way with a different routine that, you know, maybe it might not fit the norm, but it just sometimes might align better with their brain and their mental health or simply just how their actual body is wired. So, yeah, you know, overall, like, I understand the point that you're making and bringing up, and I agree with it to an extent, but I also feel like there's, like, slight assumptions added in with this opinion, and that's okay because it is an opinion, but you also have to try to coincide and find those formulated opinions through factual information as well because, factually speaking, there are different routines that exist and work better for other people compared to how your routine might work for you. Does that make sense? I hope that made sense, but that's kind of what I'm getting at is that, you know, your point is made and it comes across pretty nicely, but you still have to recognize that everybody is built differently for different types of routines and different levels of discipline. So, yeah, but... It was a really good point. I really, it was good. I, I hope I didn't come across like mean or anything. Like I just, you know, I was just giving my strong opinion on that as well. But uh, yeah, I hope that you appreciated that for what it was. I know I definitely appreciated what you had to say because it was a good point. And it's always good to talk about that kind of stuff because I think sometimes people need to be reminded of that. Like, people need to have that reminder of, like, hey, like, if you're lacking discipline today on something that you told yourself you would do, like, what's the reason for that? And are you going to do anything to fix it? So it's good to talk about these things here and there to kind of give people the reminder. So I'm glad that you decided to share that on a platform like this. So thank you. But uh, we are going to get into our third story of the day. So sipper number three. So this one was actually sent on a Snapchat message to me. And I was like, oh my god. Like, I was so excited because um, I had made uh, stories and links and stuff to my segment Tea Droplets. And someone had swiped up and they were like, oh my god. Like, I want to share a thought that I had recently. I feel like this would be a great thought to share. And I was like, oh my God, like, absolutely, like, share it, right? So I'm going to read it for you guys. They said, this generation is the most compassionate yet shallow and critical generation yet. It's strange because people highlight social struggles on a large scale, but mistreat people on a more personal basis. This generation is unable to have the emotional intelligence to hold a relationship because people fear limiting their options in exchange for true love and everybody fails to acknowledge that we all have at least one red flag or negative characteristic 
So expecting perfection leaves a lot of people disappointed and a lot of people expecting perfection and valuing shallow, trivial things over the truly meaningful things like genuine intentions. Okay, so I have so much to say on this point. I actually really loved that um, this sipper brought this up. It was really, really good because this is so true. All of these things are very true. I feel like in this generation, a lot of the times, like especially the first point he made was this generation is the most compassionate yet the most shallow and critical. That is so on the ball correct like i i actually it actually bothers me it does because i feel like for a generation that pushes mental health awareness and talks about it enough and is like oh like it's okay if you do this it's okay if you do that like you've got to put yourself first like you've got to reevaluate and understand your mental health or like you've got to um analyze like why you are the way that you are you've got to talk about why you are the way that you are and it's okay to take a day off from work and this that and yada 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 like this generation will prioritize mental health to the gods you know and it's I think it's a good thing to prioritize your mental health I'm so for mental health and self-care and self-work and self-improvement and growth like genuine growth I really am so for that but what I don't like is even though we prioritize that and like practically shove it in everyone's faces how we should all be aware of our mental health and work on it and grow we are so ridiculous with this cancel culture shit do you know what I mean like how is it that we are so understanding with mental health awareness but at the same time the minute we you know see that somebody has messed up we are so quick to cancel somebody do you know how many times i've seen like people bring up old tweets that a celebrity made like in in fucking like 2010 2010 Celebrities have made old, old tweets where it's, like, some asshole tweets, right? Like, it's mean stuff. And, like, yeah, that was rude of them to do. It was, like, mean things. But it was in fucking 2010 and you're canceling them for that? Like, they are different now. They've literally grown. It's different if it's, like, someone never grew from that. And they are genuinely just always going to be an asshole and they don't want to learn and grow from it. But if it's been years and years and years and you see that somebody is fully grown and different and not the same as who they were, there is no point in canceling them. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't think that we should be so quick to cancel someone. And I think it really, I I don't understand why we do it when we are the generation that is preaching, oh, mental health, mental health, like we should be there and understanding for people who are struggling with things and who are projecting things onto people and this that and what I also don't like is we're so quick to cut people off too it's not even just cancel culture it's like the minute somebody fucks up the minute somebody fucks up 
Like, we're so quick to just cut them off and be like, oh, no, this man sucks. Oh, this person is a narcissist. Oh, this person is this and this person is that. And like, look, some things are true, right? You know, some things are definitely like, yeah, like if somebody does something really bad, right? Like, if somebody really cheats on you, like, really, you know, if someone does shit like that, like, yeah, right? But if you are with someone, if you're with your significant other or something like that, let's say you've been with your significant other for, like, years or stuff like that, and you guys are having an issue, it doesn't mean you just break up with them either, Or let's say you were seeing someone brand new, right? I feel like in this generation, people have, as as this sipper has said, you know, they said like, um, let's go back to it. Let me read precisely what he said. Um, People fear limiting their options in exchange for true love, and everybody fails to acknowledge that we all have at least one red flag or negative characteristic. That point is so true because... We have, not me personally, not that much at least, um, but a lot of people in this generation keep a lot of options open. Like, a lot. Oh my god. Do you know how many people I know have five people that they're seriously talking to? Or, like, you know, just getting to know all of them? And, like, you know, you do you, right? But, like, that is a lot of juggling. Like, I can't handle that. It's good to keep options open, but, like, five? Some people, like, I just personally think that's a lot. I think maybe, like, one to two, two to three, around there. Like, three is a max. You know what I mean? It's good to have options, of course. And, like, you know, if you don't got a ring on your finger, whatever. But, personally, I think that... We don't need that many options, you know? It's good to have a few and then, like, that's that's it. Like, I don't think we need that many options just because we're fearful of, like, oh, if this one doesn't work out, then, then I get to the next one. And if this one doesn't go well, then I go to the next and the next and the next. Like, I feel like that's way too much shit and it's way too many people to juggle. It's just a lot. Like, I personally am, like, eh, I, I got mixed feelings on that. And again, to reiterate, like, there there really is nothing wrong with having options. It's just, I don't think that you need that, that many. Because really and truly, I feel like when you have so many options, it stems from a place where you are feeling insecure in one of your connections, right? Like, either that or you're just doubtful of love in general, Which at that point, I don't even think you should be really giving too much attention to it. And that doesn't mean that you should give up on love either. Because I think no matter what, like, it's good to keep your heart opened. Because you find more of yourself the more you explore in love. But I do think that sometimes you've got to give yourself the space and the time to process or heal from things and you don't have to overheal you don't have to you know but I think it's okay to give yourself time to focus on you in between connections and I think that's perfectly healthy but going back to being so quick to 
um, end things or give up and throw something away just because of our own personal fears of being hurt. Like, going back to that, I just think that is way too common in this generation because I feel like the expectations are different now. And that's for both genders. Like, when I hear a girl talk about a guy that she's talking to, I think that some girls are valid in their emotions where it's like, okay, you are definitely right to be feeling upset about this thing that they did, right? But then there's other times where I listen to some things that a girl has to say where she's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that he didn't think to do this for me. Or, oh my God, I can't believe that he didn't take the time to do this for me or this, that, or whatever. And I'll ask, like, oh, well, did you mention to him that this is something that you wanted? Or did you talk to him about what you needed from him and stuff like that? And they'll be like, no, no, I didn't do that. Like, why would I do that? That's weird of me to do. And then they just cut the person off because they're like, oh, well, he should know to do that. Like, if he wanted to, he would. No, I think, okay, in some ways I agree with that because really and truly, like, sometimes if a man wants to, he will, right? But also, really, sometimes it's like if he's ready to, he will. I think that makes more sense, and I've heard that before in a podcast that I've listened to. If he is ready to, he will. And what I mean by that is, like, Sometimes men just are not ready to give you what you need. And it doesn't mean that they are trying to intentionally hurt your feelings or anything like that. It doesn't mean that they're intentionally, you know, trying to be an asshole or this or that. It doesn't mean that they're trying to act entitled like, oh, I'm going to do this whenever I'm ready to in an asshole way. But it's more of like they need their growth period and if they have not gone through that yet and you're there and they're not doing the things that you would like them to do if they're not meeting your needs it means they have not grown in their own way yet to try and you know level with you right And sometimes men are willing to level with you if you just express what it is that you want versus what you need. But if you don't express it, then they're never going to know. And if you do express it and they're still acting that way where they're not meeting your needs because simply because sometimes they just have not grown into the person that they're supposed to be, then that is not your problem. That means they have more growing to do on their own, you know? Like, you don't have to stay around in this waiting period for anybody to grow. Everybody is going to grow at their own um, pace, at, at their own pace. Everybody is going to grow at their own pace. And you don't always have to wait around for that. You can respect it because you yourself are going to grow at your own pace. Every single individual person, every man, every woman, everybody, every single person is going to grow at their own pace. And that growth process should not be rushed 
for anybody. It should not be rushed. So really and truly, if you're saying to yourself, oh, if he wanted to, he would. No, sometimes it, it really is the case of if he's ready to, he will. And if a man is not acting right, even after you've expressed your concerns or like you've expressed like, hey, like, I feel like I need more of this from you and they're not changing, it's because they are not ready to change. And also sometimes, sometimes people are really just the way that they are and they may not ever change. They may not. It could be just the way that they are and just the level of growth that they're willing to stay at because they may not be willing to even grow. They may not want to change. They may want to stay exactly as they are and never grow. And that's not your problem. It's not your problem at all. You don't have to stick around and wait for anybody to grow if they are not meeting your needs. I will say it over and over and over. You do not have to stay and wait for that, okay? There are plenty of other people out there that are ready and have grown and been grown. So you don't have to wait on anybody. And this does not just apply to um, women. It applies to men too. If there's a woman that is treating you badly and making you feel like like shit and like they are not meeting your needs simply because they are not willing to grow and fix their own ways you do not have to wait around on that but it also doesn't mean that you just throw things away either if you feel like you see the potential in someone to do that and you really believe in them and they actually want to do the changing for you see if they do it you know Don't just throw something away so easily because that's one of our problems in this generation, okay? The point that I'm really trying to get at here is only if someone is not willing to grow, that's when it makes sense to move on from them. But if somebody is taking a while and it doesn't mean that they don't want to change and they're really genuinely trying to, and you love them, and you want to be with them, then I don't think that you should just throw that away if they are the ones that are willing to work on that. See if they do. See if they work on that. See if they grow and be there for them. And I think that that's how relationships should go. You go through the ups and the downs, and you grow with each other. But it all depends on if somebody is willing to grow with you. If somebody is willing to grow with you, then that is so valuable, you know? Like, it really genuinely is. But if they are not willing to grow with with you, and they're not willing to grow even without you, like, they don't even want to individually grow at all, then that is not worth your time. They need to do that. They need to do that all on their own. You know, that's when I think it makes sense to leave. So yeah, that's my personal take on that. And you also really do have to remember to share what your true intentions are from the very beginning as well, because I feel like sometimes we refuse to share our true intentions from the very beginning because we're kind of programmed to think that we're either being delusional or asking for too much in the beginning when really 
it's so easy to ask for what our basic individual wants versus what our needs are. It's really not hard to do, and we should not be programmed to think these things. It's not wrong to communicate, and if someone ever makes you feel like that's too much, then that's probably not the right person for you. Going back to our generation as a whole, um, another thing that I think is important to bring up that I really think we should try to do more of is make sure that we are not in denial of our own projections and, you know, unwilling to genuinely own up to our imperfections too. Like, I think we should be able to own up to things a lot better. And I think we're trying to do that. I think we're trying to become more mentally and socially aware of things. Like, you know, I'll see things on TikTok where people post about anxious attachment styles or avoidant attachment styles or things like that. Like, types of things that we deal with but have never really actually talked about or found the right label for, and now we do. Now we're, like, really understanding things better, and I like that. But I feel like we still all struggle with actually admitting and owning up to the things that we struggle with, or we struggle with just simply talking about it with each other in person. It's like we have no problem saying it behind a screen, but when it comes to it actually happening in real life, I see a lot of people completely just shut down and maybe not want to talk about it in depth the same exact way or maybe there's some people who are willing to talk about it but it really just depends on the person and it just kind of sucks because we all are fearful of just simply communicating and talking about that stuff and then we end up projecting our own insecurities onto other people because we're fearful of that I just think the overall takeaway from this thought that was shared from this sipper is that our generation needs to find better ways to communicate better while also being able to own up to how we really are and genuinely wanting to grow, whether that's on your own or with someone. You just have to be willing to grow. And that makes all the difference sometimes. I hope all of that made sense. I know I really like spoke on that in depth and I could talk about it more, but I really hope it made sense. And if you have any questions in it, like feel free to ask me. I will happily talk about it. So yeah, Um, we are going to get into our fourth story of the day. Um, So sipper number four, this was an audio one. Um, It was actually my cousin that did it. She came to visit me in town a few weekends ago. And when she came, I took her to my podcast event at the coffee shop. And she really liked it and she wanted to share some things. So she did. This one is actually like a trauma story about her ex. Um, And, you know, there's a trigger warning for uh, domestic violence. So... If uh, anybody needed that heads up, there it is. Uh, So we're going to listen to her talk about that. If it's noisy in the background because of the music, the coffee shop, I'm so sorry. But I really hope that you guys are able to hear it. And 
if you aren't, like, I will do my best to explain uh, it a little bit better at the end of it. So we are going to give that a listen right now. Okay, so I have a story about my ex. He's the worst. He's the worst. He's so toxic. And I'm going to expose him right now. So, um, we dated for like two and a half years. We were in high school, right? Two different high schools. And, um, yeah, so he was doing his little dirt at school, and I had no idea. So, I would start going to his house on weekends. We would hang out for like a little bit, and then he would leave to go hang out with his friends or hang out with other girls, whatever. So, I'm stuck in his house not doing anything and then he comes home at like two or three o'clock in the morning then he wants to have sex i'm like oh shit i didn't see you all day but you want to have sex with me i'm confused right so so like i said before he used to cheat on me and one day i asked him about a girl and he hit me he hit me in my face because i asked him who is this girl and i'm like oh shit that should have been a red flag right there but i stayed because I didn't know any better. I thought that was love, and it wasn't. Yeah, so, I don't know. Now he's doing good, I guess. He's got a girlfriend, and I'm sitting over here struggling to find somebody because I feel like everyone's going to do the same thing to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we broke up. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, I never cheated on him before, but that's what he always thought. So one day I told him that I had this guy over just to see what he would say. And then he, he flipped out on me. He came to my house, tried to fight me, right? And there was nobody there. It was just me. So he tried to fight me. And then that's the day I was like, yeah, this is done. Mm-hmm. And I never told anybody that he put hands on me or anything until maybe like a year and a half ago because I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was a little shameful. I was, like, I was very, like, shameful because growing up that's what I was used to so I thought that was normal so I just kind of like got the confidence to speak out but still it feels weird to talk about it because it's like he's doing so better like he's doing so good and I'm just like what am I doing right now I can't get a boyfriend because I'm like scared of them all right so listening to that I mean that's my cousin so Um, that really all angered me, you know, listening to that. Um, it was really just like, damn, like it, it just, it's like it angered me in more than one way because it's like, how dare he do that to her, you know? And then it's also too, like, like you get angry, like, why would you stay? Why would you stay? But it's like when you're in something and you really feel like that's what you deserve or you're around that environment then it makes sense why you do not saying that it's valid right but it's understandable because if it's something where you're used to that type of love you're like you've been around that environment which she says that she has growing up like for her personally then you do become used to that. You do think that that's normal. And that's not okay. It it fucking, like, that's horrible, you know? But, um, you know, listening to that, it makes me upset. It does because 
I I can't even believe that a man would do that to a woman. I really, it does bother me. It it really, uh, you you can tell I'm I'm definitely like uh, like even listening to it all over again, it gets me mad all over again. I don't even know how to like put it into words how much that kind of topic really angers me, especially when it's happening to someone whose family like is a lot and I know you know she's not dealing with him anymore she hasn't dealt with that anymore and stuff like that like she's um doing better and it's you know been a few years but it's hard to listen to because I know that that's something that she'll always have the trauma from and struggle with and not fully trust someone with or maybe feel kind of uncomfortable the second things might get hard because it's like, well, what if they do that? What I really want to touch on, though, from this story that stood out to me the most, that actually angered me the most, and I had a conversation with her after uh, we were talking about it because, you know, I was there with her during this recording, so... You know, we recorded that, and as soon as she was done speaking, like, I, you know, took the recording off and, like, actually just spoke to her. You know, I wanted that personal moment with my cousin. But um, the same things that I said to her, I want to say on here, because if there is anybody feeling this way, thinking how she said at the end, like, oh, and now he's doing better than me, he has a girlfriend, and this, that, and blah, 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 like... That part angered me so much, the fact that she felt that way. The fact that she felt that way and thought that way angered me because she should not be feeling that way. Like, really and truly, if somebody who treated you horribly is in another relationship, don't you dare for a second think that they are doing any type of better than you because they're not. And if anything, you should feel bad for the next girl that they're with because they are probably going to deal with the same thing. Nine times out of 10, they are probably going to be dealing with the same thing. And there's no possible way that that person who did those things to you is doing better than you. And they probably won't for a very long time unless they have genuinely changed, you know? And from the things that she has filled me in on about this man, it does not seem like he's probably changed. It does not seem like it. I highly doubt that, you know? And it is not, 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 not her job to be focusing on that either. Whether or not he's changed, that's his own problem, you know? And I just hate that she had to go through that. And I hate the fact that she feels that because he's with someone, that he's doing better. That's the type of trauma that he left on her, that he is making her feel as though whatever he's doing is better. It almost comes across to me as though he made her feel like she deserved what she got, like she deserved those hits, you know? And I I can't stand that. Now, I've never been in a situation like that. No one's ever laid their hands on me. No one's ever done that. But from what I've heard and the research that I've done on that topic and how people feel when they are in like a domestic abuse situation and stuff like that, 
a lot of the victims really feel like they or have felt like they have deserved what they got from someone or they feel 10 times worse after and that makes them believe that they maybe deserved that at some point and it's so the opposite like you don't deserve that nobody deserves that nobody deserves that and just because you see that same partner maybe moved on with someone or this that does not mean for a second that they are doing any bit of better than you it does not mean that at all it just means that you are taking your time to grow and trying to properly heal and move on and that is a win it is not a win to the other person it is not a it is not a win that the other person is in a relationship before you that is not a win if anything it means that they have not properly healed and then the person who they're with is probably getting the same treatment that you just got and then it also means that they have not even taken a second of a chance to want to grow and change into something better so don't for a second feel as though he is doing any type of better than you because that is so far from the truth. If anything, you are the one who is doing way better, taking your time to heal. So that's what I have to say on that. And I'm sorry if maybe I didn't say enough. It's just like that really angers me, all of that. And it's so hard to put that into words, the type of anger that you feel when you hear stuff like that, especially when it's coming from your own family so yeah that is what i have to say on that story if anybody has anything else that they want to add to that topic um that they want to message or make sure is a point that they want to get across feel free to reach out to me i would love to you know try and talk more about it even though it is like a rough topic um don't feel afraid to reach out don't hesitate at all but um thank you to my cousin for sharing her story that was a really um you know powerful kind of story to share it really it is and you're really strong for leaving when you did and knowing that it wasn't right so i'm really proud of you um you know it was really strong of you to leave when you did so just know i'm proud and i love you so yeah we are gonna move on to our last final story of the day from sipper number five um this one was also a serious topic pretty much all of these were all serious topics and i really like i liked that but i was also intimidated to cover these i'm not gonna lie because sometimes um i feel like I get anxious covering serious topics because there's always controversial things that could be said and, you know, I feel like it's hard to properly word things sometimes with certain sensitive kind of things. So I really do try my best and I hope that everything that I've been saying so far is making sense and is uh, respectful of uh certain people's perspectives on things and stuff like that so like 
really and truly, I uh, did my best that I could with these serious topics, and I hope that I handled it as best and respectfully as I could. So yeah, uh, with that being said, we're going to get into the last and final story. This one was also in audio, which was pretty nice, and this one's in the coffee shop. Uh, This story was really um, something to share because it was the first time that I've ever seen someone be so passionate on a social issue where I could see the tears welling up in their eyes. And this girl, she hugged me later on after when she was ready to hug me. Um, She didn't want to hug me so soon because she felt like if she hugged me right on the spot after this that she was going to cry. So she waited a little bit and then she came back and she hugged me and all that. But um, she basically shared her views and her perspective on what's happening with Palestinian people. And yeah, so we're going to give that a listen. And, you know, if the um, if the coffee shop is too loud, I'm really sorry. So, yeah, we're going to give that a listen. We're sitting here watching people be murdered, my people, Palestinian people. We cannot continue to sit here and watch all these innocent folks die at the hands of Israel, the United States, and everyone else providing them money and resources for this genocide. Every day, thousands of children are being murdered, and they don't deserve to live their lives in fear. Every day, people are turning a blind eye, coming up with excuses when there is real no excuse for these actions. When will it end? Half of my family was actually born in when it was considered Palestine before 1948. So it's kind of like a weird dynamic um, where my parents are considered Israeli citizens, but some of my aunts and uncles are actually considered Palestinian citizens. Yeah, I've gone to visit, um, and I don't know, you're kind of like supposed to keep your head down a little bit. You don't really talk about what's going on. You don't talk about what's going on in West Bank or Gaza Strip. Um, I saw the wall in the West Bank in person, and it was so crazy to see like this giant structure that was built to keep like people away from... Israel and like I also I've done a lot of research on like mental health within the West Bank as well and they like women have like had issues giving birth um, with from the West Bank where they can't get into Israel through the wall where they're like purposely kept in these ambulances before they like reach the border and there's been so many stillbirths from like situations like that as well and I don't know, it just, like, it doesn't end, and it's, like, everyone just keeps looking away when, like, this has been going on since 1948, and I don't know, like, (laughs) there's, it just doesn't make sense why nobody's doing anything. Oh, I've, (laughs) I've been called a terrorist, (laughs) yeah, um, and that, it just, it just feels like people don't really understand the history behind a lot of this as well i also like there's so much propaganda that comes from the u.s and like even like the way that um articles are written where it's like 50 palestinians have died versus like three israelis murdered and it's like there's just such a difference in the way that wording is done that it's there's so much propaganda um and it doesn't i don't know like it (laughs) 
nobody is like willing to like talk about the truth of what's happening and it's kind of wild i almost like the united states is like one of the biggest problems in all of this like the you know way the united states is got uh, government is giving all of this money and resources for israel to continue to do all of this harm like if the united states cuts off israel they have nothing and that's what needs to happen and i feel like once the united states does that the other countries within like the united nations and everything will start to follow but the u.s isn't willing to do that and no president has been willing to do that since i don't know forever at this point i don't know yeah so um listening to that was honestly really hard when i was sitting there in front of her in person because i could see all of the emotion on her face and i could just see how visibly upset and angered she was and it made me feel horrible because it's like me as an individual you want to you know find the solution right you want to find a way to make it all better to make an actual big change and save lives you want to do that as an individual when you hear stories like that face to face and it's hard because you can't like it it takes more than one person and we're not doing that and that is it's sad it's sad and it's horrible it's awful and i was really you know empathizing with her i really was because even though it's not my culture if it was my culture and that's happening you hurt just as much as if you were there you do you hurt just as much as if you were there going through it just because you're not there does not mean that you hurt any less i mean it hurts when you see that that's happening to your people and that is it's just sickening it's sickening and it's it's horrible that we're not doing more as a country to try and stop it we are literally witnessing a genocide and it is really sad and i wish that we could do more and that's really all i can say on that because that's a difficult topic and it 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 deserves to be talked about more in depth but really it deserves a solution and me as an individual i can't give that but i wish that we could all find that together as a team do you know Because until we find a way to do that as a whole together to find a solution, nothing will change. And that's sad. So that is what I have to say on that topic. And I am just, you know, my heart really goes out to her people. It does. But anyways, um, we are gonna clear up all of this energy that we let out with our usual sound healing session we're gonna cleanse all of this energy because this was a lot this was a very this was like one of the most intense 
um, episodes that I've had in a while with a lot of serious topics and also deep topics. Like, it was a really a mix of everything, I felt like. I felt like we really talked about so many things. So I want to really make sure that we clear all of this energy out while also filling ourselves with a fresh form of light and trying to improve ourselves with that light, if that makes sense. So sit back, lie down, relax, shut your eyes, take a deep breath in from your nose and out from your mouth. And I'm going to play. thank you so much for joining today's episode really meant the most to me this was my first tea droplet segment and i really hope that you guys enjoyed listening and that i covered the topics well enough and that i did the best that i could i really hope um i hope i said the correct things i hope i was as respectful as i could be because you know it's hard covering serious topics and it's a lot of pressure and it's intimidating so I hope that I delivered everything well enough, and I hope that you guys learned something from these topics and took something away. So thank you so much for joining today's episode. It really genuinely means the most to me, and thank you to everyone who shared their stories. These were all beautiful stories in different ways. These were all beautiful stories, even if some of them were filled with pain. There's some sort of beauty and pain because you learn from your pain and you grow from it and you teach people from that so thank you to everybody who shared something really and truly it means the most and i learn something every time a new story is shared with me so thank you But anyways, um, if you guys are new here and you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow me and like and subscribe and stuff like that. Um, Thank you so much for joining. It really means the most to me. And I hope you guys have the most amazing week. And I will see you guys all next week. Goodbye.